Thank you so much for tuning into yet another edition of 10,000 Pitchers presented by our good, good friends over at Stimulus Athletic. There are so many local, national, even worldwide soccer clubs who utilize Stimulus Athletic for their game gear and on and off the field apparel. You just look at the Anguilla national team. You look at local teams like Turbo Sports FC and Valora. Teams nationwide like Tulsa Athletic. They all trust Good. stimulus athletic to here. outfit them and you should too you, you that is the exact reason why you should because so many other great clubs go. do go to stimulusathletic.com and you just click that get started button um, and you kind of fill out a form if you have a design already you just kind of want stimulus athletic to do it by all means days. go for it if you yeah. don't have a design yeah. they have a pretty great design team uh, just, if you look so at the 10k kit, last night what we dropped last summer like that was done last night was the only time Caden. everybody i know loves the 10k kit so i did go to stimulusathletic.com Click that get started Actually, button and let like Stimulus Athletic so outfit your club nice. with quality game gear and apparel at affordable prices. That consultation is free. Yeah. It's free for to just talk minutes. to them. So make sure you do that. <laughs> and now StimulusAthletic.com. Click like, that get started I'm button and don't forget to let them know for that Jeremy from 10,000 Pitches. Until Here we go. Saturday. Saturday night. So that'll be fun. Night. What's Saturday night? Boom game. Actually, so I got back to back on Saturday night. I got Inter Minneapolis's final home game. Okay. The last game I'm doing for them, that's at seven. And then the Minnesota United game doesn't kick off till 10. So it starts at 10. Yeah. It was originally supposed to be nine, but there's like some like excessive heat warning in Portland. Jeez. So they're moving it back to 10 central, which is eight o'clock in Portland. So yeah. Did you just freeze? I think you just froze. I think I lost you. Ethan. Okay, I got you back. Hello? Hello? I'm back. I don't know what just happened there. Yeah, me either. Okay, I think we're back, though. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, that's nuts. Are you actually going to do a post loomed after that? Yeah, it'll be quick. It'll be a quick one, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> Try to at Game least is do, over. Try to at least do like 25, 30 minutes, but yeah. All right. So we will start off with yep. the, like, the big headlines as always. Maple Grove's own Luke Hawkinson scoring two goals, his first two of his career. Caden Clark going to Red Bulls. Quick scoreboard. Uh, Minneapolis City still unbeaten and untied, so they're in the driver's seat. Minneapolis City 2 clinches the uh, UPSL West Division. Their final their final, uh, final day of the season is on Saturday for the UPSL. Uh, Can't believe UPSL is already done. I know, it's a short, short season, man. They started in beginning of May, so it's like not even two-month regular season. That's uh, uh, wild. Yeah, and then we play Minneapolis. I have no desire to go to that game. <laughs> I was talking to like Caden zero desire. I was talking to Caden last night. Is that he's like, yeah, the guys from Spartan just like don't want to travel at all. And I was like, well, I mean, do you blame him for wanting to travel three hours to get shit can ten nil? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, no this our the Sparta team too. We're we're such a joke. We are we are disgusting excuse for a soccer team. Um, I'm I we played two games this Sunday. Yeah. I um 
I'm guessing I'm playing 180. I'm I'm ready though. I'm excited yeah? for that. Nice. That'll be fun. I get to see. I get to see one. Like we're gonna get. We're gonna get slaughtered both games. Um, we play Lobos, and then I think the second team we play is pretty bad. But we're gonna get. I'm sure we'll lose. Um, I'm so confident we're gonna get slaughtered. But man, I'm ready. You know. All right. Should be fun. Yeah. It's uh, anyway. So that's my rant. Play. Uh, Lobos at twelve and Baron at three. So. Get killed. Oh my god. Okay, you ready to start this? I'm on my work lunch break, so I don't want to like dilly dally too long. Yeah, no dilly dally. What did Derek text you back? He said he's uh they were doing some like plumbing, getting like the plumbing set up at the at the place, so he hasn't had a chance to really like give me some detailed feedback. He said he looked at it and he liked it, but he's gonna give me some like some actual bullet point feedback on it when he can. So and then like do we have like dogwood's email or something, or what's going on there? Oh. Uh, I haven't. I don't know. I don't think we have any contact information for them quite yet, as okay. to what, unless what's like publicly available on their website. Oh, okay then. <clears throat> um, also, let me DM the torrent. Okay. Um, because I didn't do that, but you're here, so it'll be so I can we can get the date. I can get the dates right. Yeah. Um, shit. Okay. Pretty cool, right? I was just like, hey, you want to hop on the pod? And they're like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, hell yeah. It was like, yeah, we're funny shit. Look at us. Look at us. We're the cool pod. We're the cool pod. All everybody right. wants to. Everybody wants to join us. All right. Oh, their DMs are closed. Uh, from the 10K account, they don't follow us. Hey, they must not. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, bitch. Okay, I'm gonna respond. Um. Open. Chat. Which I say, open the DM. Um. open your dm and we'll man i would have done this yesterday if i knew it was closed we'll set something up exclamation point reply yeah how do you fuck you guys for not following us they have three thousand followers though this could be this could be a big episode for the fellas good it could be us being the fellas. Get some exposure. Okay, you ready to go? Let's do this, man. Kind of a time crunch here. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome, welcome, welcome in to yet another edition of 10,000 Pitches, a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer and beyond. Episode 54 of the cast, as always, presented by our friends at Stimulus Athletic. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, whether this is your first time checking us out or you're now, uh, for some reason, have listened to all 54 episodes. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, without you, obviously, we wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, have this many episodes and kind of be 13 months in to what we're doing here. Um, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that if you could uh, on your preferred podcast platform. And if you haven't left us a rating and review specifically on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and do that as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at 10k pitches last week ethan and i uh had a solo show where we broke down kind of what's happening in the world of soccer and some other fun stuff so go check that out a couple weeks back we also talked with matt pervratsky founder and owner of equal time soccer about the new uslw league team the gophers head coaching search and new hire the wpsl 
and a lot more. So go back and listen to those last couple episodes. But this week, we have an interview with Mankato United GM Rustin Ludke and forward Dakota Wendell from Mankato United there in the WPSL. Great conversation with them. Very well-run team and a community-focused team which you don't see at that level too much. So um, very, very good conversation. So be on the lookout for that. That is coming up in just a little bit. But right now, of course, got to welcome in Chief Good Vibes Officer of 10K, Mr. Ethan Brandt. Ethan, what's up, man? Um, what's going on? Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, you know, it's the it's the old lunch break recording. It um, is. Ye old lunch break recording. The, it You know, the lunchtime, the lunchtime fellas are here. Um, We're starving to give you content. So, that's right appreciate uh, this share it with your friends what's uh are you what do you got what do you got teed up for lunch after this jeremy Anything i'm good? heating up probably and we have some leftovers i'm probably gonna heat up oh i, I, I was hoping for something fun yeah no um, I, I, nothing fun how about the how about the new uh the new taco bell uh chi- chicken quesadilla i mean chicken uh chalupa have you had chicken- it I have not. No, I, I do like me some T-Bell from time to time. So maybe and like, not today. I already kind of have mentally prepared for the leftovers, but maybe sometime this weekend, I'll grab me some Taco Bell for sure. And like the full Chalupa being chicken. Yeah, that's an interesting it, concept. I mean, it doesn't sounds sound like it'd good. be delicious. So Really? To me, I it think does, it's gonna yeah. Be, I think it's going to be bad, but like I definitely yeah. want to try it. You don't think it's going to be good? No, I just don't see how it'd be good. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to try it and kind of give, uh, give our feedback. Give a give um, a full review of uh, of the new chicken chalupa from T Bell. Uh, look look out for that on the uh, 10K pitches social media handles there on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Us eating chicken uh, chalupas. Um, yeah, taco yeah. taco from, from different Taco Bells too in different states, so that could play a factor as well. You never know. That's true. That's true. Um, taco Johns just came out. Like you know how like. It feels like almost every commercial on TV these days is for a fried chicken sandwich. Yes. Taco John's just came out with a fried chicken taco. Hmm. I'm a Taco John's guy. I do I like, like Taco, taco John's. John's. I do like Taco John's quite a bit. The potato olays are oh, the best. Yeah. So maybe I'll give go give that a try. Maybe instead of T-Bell's chicken chalupa, I'll go grab me a fried chicken taco from uh, Taco John's. We'll see. Hey, Taco Bell, Taco John's, whichever one of you wants to sponsor the podcast, that's who we'll be loyal to. So our loyalty can be bought here at 10,000 pitches. So very if, easily. You, if you if you send over one small potato Olay's, I'm I'm all the way in. That's all oh, it see, takes for me. See, I'm, I'm a little bit more, I, I'm a little higher standard than that. It has to be at least a large. Okay, so a large and you're in? I'm in, 100%. Uh, so as far as like, kind of like, I don't know, fake... Tex-Mex, American, Mexican food, like, I don't know what to call it. Like, I think, like, the the pillars of that food is Taco Bell, Taco John's, Qdoba, Chipotle, and I guess that's it, right? You're not ranking those. That's not, like, an order, right? No, I'm just... Okay, I was going to say, whoo, boy. Like, you're about to have some problems. Those are the pillars of kind of, like, Tex-Mex fake mexican food right got it yeah right or am i, am I missing one i, don't I mean americanized so. mexican food yes right yeah that's probably the better way to phrase it what are like how would you rank those four? Oh, um chipotle one yeah probably Cadoba two really i don't know 
Taco John's three, Taco Bell four. I like all four of them. So the, that, the yeah. rankings really have no bearing on like me liking them or, or not liking them. I like them all. Uh, to me, uh, in the in the Chipotle versus Cadoba conversation, I'm definitely more pro Chipotle because of that guac. Um, and then, but Cadoba has the much much better um, uh, queso than Chipotle. So there's that. So there's that to factor in. But I'm definitely more of a Chipotle guy. I used to be a more of a Qdoba guy, but like the the Chipotle app is so nice. It is. And and Chipotle is pretty funny on Twitter. And so between that, it's just it's just Chipotle is just like kind of taking over for me. Um, yeah, you know, those are those are some uh, big factors, you know. How how easy is your app to navigate? Do you make me smile on social media? I mean, that's very like 2021 hierarchy of of how you judge where you're going to spend your money but it makes a difference and just like in general i'm just like you know my brain is just not big enough to process like overcoming marketing schemes i i i buy those hook line and sinker every time and that's what chipotle's done is is sold me on their branding they're giving away a tesla right now for like if you play a game um Speaking of which, nice. I need to do my my scratch off for a quick trip. I'm trying to win the quick trip Corvette, so yeah, I'll do it live. You? I'll do it live. Yeah. Okay, do it live. So I'm scratching it off. Here we go. It's a virtual scratch off, not All real. Right. It's the Mountain Dew. Brought to you by Mountain Dew, by the way. Are you, what that. what coin are you using? Oh, it's a virtual uh, scratch off. Yeah, it's virtual. Uh, no luck this time. Uh, so I just so I'm up to 71 nice. entries, and I can win a 2021 quick trip branded Corvette. Would you drive that around? Uh, I don't, I'd probably not. Like I definitely do it for a while. Right. But like I park on the street, like, you know, here I'll probably park on the street when I get back to Madison. Like it just, it's so, it's so inconvenient. Right. Someone so, who's just like very like pro speedway gas stations just comes over and throws a brick at the Corvette. <laughs> Right. B- <laughs> like so, someone's really loyal to BP. <laughs> and they are, they are, they're just itching to take a key to that thing. So I would yeah. definitely like drive around for a while. Like I actually, I don't know. I don't know if like the 2021s are manual because I can't drive a stick. I have no idea how to do it. I'm assuming if they're giving something away, it's probably automatic transmission. I can't imagine yeah. they give away a manual transmission. You, that'd be, that'd be such a, they, they're just trying to upset people. If they yeah, did that. exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's cool. It's like a cool looking, like cool Corvette. And like, like I've talked about, I'm very pro uh, KT. So um, if I did win, it'd be cool. And like, I definitely get some cool pictures and like, but I don't know. I don't, th- I don't know what I do, but well, there you it, go. I well, hey, best of luck. I'm up to and 71 we'll, entries. So we'll be on the lookout to see if you win that quick trip branded Corvette. That'd, I be, know, quite, right? that'd be quite the scenes there in, uh, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, but uh, or lacrosse. lacrosse. Excuse me, lacrosse. And then Madison, not by way of Madison, by way of Eau Claire, by way of Milwaukee, by way of St. Paul. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a ride. It's been a ride. Yeah, you have all over the upper Midwest, all over, all over our coverage radius, really. That's honestly, that's what it was all about. You just got to hit up Fargo and Sioux Falls next, and then you got it. I'll, I'll I'll get the, I'll get the transfer work in. Um, (laughs) Sounds good. All right, so let's actually get into some actual soccer talk. And it's a good thing we're recording here on Thursday, Ethan, because a couple uh, big notable things have happened over the last uh, 18 hours or so, especially when it comes to Minnesotans in the pros. 
First off, Maple Grove's own Luke Hawkinson in his sixth appearance for Nashville SC scored two goals last night uh, in their 3-2 win over Toronto. The first two goals of his MLS career and the second actually being the game winner. So huge ups to Maple Grove's Luke, Luke Hawkinson sort of making that impact like that. And obviously without him, they probably don't win that match. And that's huge for somebody local to kind of break out like that because he's been, he's been subbed on a few times. He's gotten a start, I think, uh, but he really hasn't made that offensive impact, but obviously getting the double last night, including the game winner. Um, that's huge. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, Nashville is a great city. So it is um, a hot take there. Pe- like people like Nashville. Yeah. Well, I know no one said that before, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh you know what's cool also is the uh, the Parthenon in or the fake Parthenon in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm talking about that's oh, sick. Yeah. Makes no sense, but it's sick. Well, maybe doesn't it's like make such sense? like a random like, hey, we're gonna take this like like historical architecture piece that's that's from Greece, and we're just gonna put it in Nashville. And then we're gonna ha- get some like huge mainstream exposure in 2006 thanks to Percy Jackson. Yeah. Exactly. You remember that? You remember that scene from Percy Jackson in the Parthenon? I do. I do. It's, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen that, obviously. But uh, yes, I do that. I do remember that. Um, I've, been to the re- I've been to the real Parthenon. Fun fact. No way. Yeah, I did a, a like a, a two week, like December term uh, study abroad trip to uh, Italy and Greece. Oh, nice. That's sick. So we did Rome, uh, Florence, Italy and then um, uh, Athens, so it was fun. Wow, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Have you been to the Nashville one or no? No, I haven't been to Nashville actually. It's oh, on my okay. List. It's, it's on got it. my list. Um, speaking of Percy Jackson, uh, you know, it's getting. A, I think it's a Disney Plus, uh, like, uh, reboot and like TV show with, and it's like a massive budget. I'm, I'm so excited. I think it's that's gonna interesting. Be good massive budget like but like really all the disney plus tv shows have had huge budgets sure and, they're very uh the production value is high on those for sure yeah it's, it's sick but um but the percy jackson definitely the cooler scene in percy jackson the first one anyways was in vegas with like the locust flowers and then they they had like the show car like spinning on the uh on the stanchion that like you know show cars spinning kind of like corvettes like when yep. you, quick trip giving them away there's just spinning corvettes in every uh quick trip now um just kidding that's not true um but uh and then they they jumped in the corvette and drove it through the casino or jumped in whatever car it was and you know for a six-year-old or eight-year-old like in you know me and all of us um that's what you think would happen. You know, you could just jump in a car. The keys would be in like the dash or the yeah. the, the thing. The you visor. Put it. Yeah, you just put it in and you just go. And and they did that. And and that was sick. Um, and I'm glad that made such an impact on you, Ethan. Yeah, I, I that scene lives rent free in my head for sure. That was <laughs> so good. And Lady Gaga Poker Face was playing, which is like a very on the nose song to play in a casino. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, like I said, for six, eight year old, very, very influential. It sounds definitely like the better scene. 
Uh, also just breaking this morning, uh, Medina, Minnesota native Caden Clark's transfer from New York Red Bulls to RB Leipzig is official. Um, the Athletic first reported this back in October while we talked with Minnesota Thunder Academy director Mark Yule. Uh, about Caden Clark and time with New York Red Bulls and the potential transfer to Leipzig. Um, so go check that back out. That was like, wow, that was like eight, eight months ago now, long time. Uh, but uh, that transfer is now official. So he's officially a part of Red Bull Leipzig, but they will be, you know, loaning him, keeping him in New York on loan for the remainder of this season. And he'll be officially joining Leipzig in 2022. So you have a Minnesota native in Caden Clark, playing alongside one of the best UN's men's national team players in Tyler Adams for an American coach in Jesse Marsh of Wisconsin heritage, um, all in the Bundesliga next year. That is going to be awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't believe I just said those words out loud. Like that's crazy to think, but uh, that is going to be cool. And I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of Leipzig fans uh, popping up both uh, nationwide and specifically here in Minnesota after this, uh, after this officially goes through and Clark will start playing for Leipzig next year. Uh, but great for him. Um, 18 years old, uh, really took advantage of his opportunity when he got promoted from New York Red Bulls two to the, uh, the top MLS squad, making that impact right away. And then, um, you know, Leipzig kind of making the move. Um, you know, that Red Bull network obviously provides the opportunity to do so. If you break out, happened with Tyler Adams, happened with Jesse Marsh. He was the coach for Red Bulls, then moved to Salzburg. Now he's with Leipzig. So uh, just, and uh, that's just going to be so cool to see next year in 2022 with Caden Clark going to Leipzig. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. All right, let's quickly go to the scoreboard now. What's happening in the world of lower league soccer specifically. In the NPSL North, Minneapolis City continues the domination. They are unbeaten and untied in all of their matches so far this season. I believe nine matches in at this point. Uh, unbeaten, untied, all wins. They blank Sioux Falls 5-0 on Saturday. Big win for Duluth FC as they complete, complete like the two-game back-to-back sweep of Med City four to one. So Duluth FC does take over second place in the table on, on goal differential uh, still quite a ways back of Minneapolis city with the crows being undefeated. And then Dakota fusion gets their first win of the season, edging joy athletic one nil at home there at Jim go to stadium. Um, so obviously the crows as advertised, as we mentioned, but I don't think we expected them to even be this dominant, uh, but it's been, it's been very, very impressive to watch this team work. Yeah, they're 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 having quite the year. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to see in the playoffs too. I think you know, yeah. playing if they like get out of the north um, and play like teams from other conferences, that'll be that'll be cool. Yeah, that will be interesting to see, and specifically just the North Division playoffs as a whole. Um, you know, you have Duluth FC, Med City getting another crack at Minneapolis City as well. Um, you could see a team like Sioux Falls with 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 Joy Athletic losing. That kind of opens the door for a team like Sioux Falls to kind of. Uh, sneak in the back door there and get that four seed. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the seeding plays out. I think Minneapolis city for all intents and purposes is kind of locked up that number one spot and that regular season championship, although they haven't clinched it officially, it's hard to see how any one of these other teams is going to crawl back and kind of get in contention there for that. But as far as the seeding goes and the North division playoffs specifically, um, that's going to be intriguing as we move near the, uh, the latter portions 
of that regular season. Um, speaking of latter portions of the regular season, the UPSL North finished up their second to last weekend of play. Inter Minneapolis and FC Minneapolis draw nil nil. Uh, Minneapolis City two clinches the West Division regular season championship. So congrats to the the rookery as they call them as they get a three one win over Vlora. And then Granite City handles Dakota Young Stars five to one. And then the weekend wrapped up on Sunday with Rochester topping Turbo Sports three to two. Um, and so Minneapolis City two kind of keeping pace with Minneapolis city in terms of success in those leagues. We already talked about the, the crows being unbeaten untied uh, Minneapolis city too, has not lost a match either. They have one draw, but they have not lost a match in their, uh, in their regular season two, clinching that West division regular season championship. So congratulations to them. And similar to Minneapolis city, it will be interesting to see how that second squad performs as we get into kind of the more regional and national uh, tournaments that'll be taking place at the end of the year. WPSL transferring over to the women's side now. Uh, their uh, their season continued on Friday. Fire SC ninety eight runs through Dakota Fusion six nil. Maplebrook Fury tops Mankato United three to one. That's a big result for Maplebrook. On Sunday, Maplebrook and Salvo SC draw nil nil. Mankato United knock off Dakota Fusion nine to one, and then Minnesota Thunder come away with a one nil win over Fire SC ninety eight. And then on Wednesday, Rochester United blanked Fire SC ninety eight. Four nil. So Minnesota Thunder still atop of the table. You have Mankato United there in striking distance. You have Rochester United there uh, as well. Um, so exciting things happening as we get to the latter portions now of the WPSL season two. Um, this weekend is actually, or next week uh, is actually the final week for uh, a couple of the teams in the division, but play will continue until I think July 10th is the last official day of the regular season and the WPSL. And as we mentioned, Mankato United uh, coming on the podcast this week, uh, Dakota Wendell and Rustin Ludke will, uh, will have that interview in just a few minutes. Um, over to Wisconsin now, though, the WPASL, the Wapassel, the Wisconsin Primary Amateur Soccer League. Ethan, hold on. You had your hand up before we get to that. What's up? I, I was just going to say um, Fire SC 98 sounds like a, uh, a radio station that plays uh, like the latest pop hits. Yeah, that's that's, that's all. I, that's all I had. Nothing sweet more. Name. Sweet name for a team. Fire SC ninety. Yeah, like you know, like well, welcome back to Fire SC ninety. Fire SC ninety eight. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. No, I, I will. Um, I've been listening to local radio like here and there, like while I'm Instacarting, mm-hmm. and uh, instead of you know Bluetoothing, and uh, I I think radio like FMAM radio is way worse than cable TV. Like with, I'd rather watch cable TV commercials than listen to the radio. Like what about it is so, so I, well, for you. first of all, I think a lot of DJs are not good at being DJs. Like as far as like the mute, like, I don't know, like some of the stuff they say, it's just unbelievable. I'm just like, it's just so like, like, what are, what are we talking about here? Um, but then you get a ton of ad breaks, like real commercials played. But then you also get ads like from the hosts, like the DJs. They'll read ads, you know, like, mm-hmm. like come on down to. It's called, it's called an endorsement. Yeah, I know. I, and that's what I mean. At least TV, like sure you get product placement in like television shows, but like at least the commercial breaks, you know, are like separate entities and like the product placements generally in the back versus um like being a four, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I just think radio is awful. 
Um, you, can't, you can't put product placement in the back of radio, though. It's a well, well, medium. No, I understand that. And, and like, so my complaint is a stupid complaint, but it's still my uh, just the way I feel about it is I just like, I just hate it. Speaking of like really obvious product placement, uh, did you watch In the Heights on uh, HBO Max? I have not yet. I'm, I plan on watching it, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah, no, it's super good, but um, uh, a lot of product placement. Nice. Including well, them making their money. Yeah, good for them, honestly. Hey, and In the Heights is super good, by the way, if, you, if you're into musicals. Yeah, uh, Ashley's a huge fan of that, and I actually have really come around. I used to, I, I wouldn't say I was anti-musical, but I was like, oh, musicals, I don't need to go you know, watch a musical, but I'm actually like big into them now. Uh, not big into them, but way more than I was before. So I, I'm pretty excited to watch In the Heights, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, it's great. And I also like, like the guy that, you know, wrote it or whatever, he also wrote Hamilton. Yeah, um, Manuel Miranda. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like his like rappy, talky style of like yeah, it's cool lyrics. And actually, programming note: we're gonna have Caden Bergman, the uh, president of Wapassel and Hayward uh, Wolfpack, on the show next week. So that'll be fun. Uh, but a lot of exciting things happening there on Saturday as Lobos FC doubled up Eau Claire Bateau, avenging the opening weekend loss. Lobos get the 4-2 win over Bateau. So uh, moving even with Bateau on points for second in the table behind Hayward Wolfpack, who get the clean sheet against Spartan FC on Sunday, 3-0, to solidify their top of the table standing. Uh, then Lobos uh, get uh, they wrap up a two-win weekend, I should say, uh, handling FC Minimo 8-1 on Sunday. And then in the nightcap, Eau Claire Bateau bounced back from that 4-2 loss to blank Barron, 3-0. So you have Hayward Wolfpack there at the top, and then uh, three points back are both Lobos and Bateau. We'd have about a month left in the Wapassal season. And they're actually doing it by, by regions this year. So it's not like the top two teams on the table go to the championship game. It's the winner of the North and the winner of the South region. Hayward is kind of by themselves in the North, while Bateau and Lobos are in the South. So if, if Hayward uh, gets a win this weekend, they, I believe, will clinch the uh north division championship and moving on to the uh to the uh league championship match uh to the primary cup uh final there um and then obviously bateau and lobo is still battling it out for who's going to come out of the south so exciting stuff in wapassel yeah very um uh college soccer do we have a college soccer segment coming up here uh we do not i haven't okay, gotten any I, updates on scheduling or anything aside from I, st thomas which we covered last week i got one i got one i got one right, right um hit me with it all right here we, let me let me do it like you all right it's like all right and in college soccer uh we uh updated schedule from uh st cloud men's soccer that's right st cloud men's soccer playing their first full season uh at the d2 level here in minnesota did, did I sound like you up to that point? I mean, sure. You, right, have, the, like, you have the cadence right, but you don't have yeah. the uh, the powerful voice that I do, Ethan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think the yeah the cadence is what I was going for. But no, I, I just I was I just on Twitter. I just saw actually it was an hour ago now. Um, Saint Cloud Men's Soccer's schedule is out. Nice. And they play. They're playing in the NSIC, right? Is that the conference? Uh. Yes. I, I don't know. Um, Are you looking at the schedule? Yeah, but it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. There's nowhere on the, the page that specifies what conference they're in. Um, 
No. Yeah, no. No, I don't think so. Also, women's soccer, or but their schedule came out a while ago. Never mind. Um, St. Cloud's did anyways. But uh, men's soccer, uh, oh, they did a weird thing where they put November all alone. That's super weird. Um, anyways, they uh, they get they're playing uh, St. Thomas, uh, Augsburg. They're playing UWO Claire. That's it is the be- NSIC, by the way. Okay, it is the NSIC. UWO Claire, it's their first season next year. Uh, but they're D three, but I guess they're playing, which I guess makes sense, cool. you know. Um, St. John's is on there. Uh, uh, Saginaw Valley State. That's that's a school. Um, okay, yeah, all right. So, yeah, and uh, they actually had the Huskies had a preseason friendly with Minneapolis City as well. Um, in the spring, they had like some condensed spring season. So uh, they were uh, they had a friendly with uh, Minneapolis City, and it was it was a really well played match. Um, and so, uh, even though they're moving up, I mean, I I fully would expect uh, St. Cloud State to be competitive in the NSIC this season. So that'll be interesting. Um, so let's move up now, though. Stick in Wisconsin where we were before, and forward Madison had a huge advantage in shots, possession, and shots on goal, but still managed to find themselves on the wrong side of a 2-0 scoreline against New England, New England Revolution 2 on Saturday. But then they bounce back on Wednesday, coming away with a 2-2 draw in Greenville, who are one of the best clubs in the league. But this was not the main talking point from yesterday, Ethan. Forward Madison unveiled their alternate kit, which is reversible. And they actually reversed the kits at halftime of the match. So they wore... They wore, they wore the black side first with the flamingo kind of accents in it. And then they flipped it over to the, I don't even know how to describe it. It was pink. It looked, it looked great for the second half. I did not even know you could change jerseys in the middle of a match, but uh, they did. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that is, that is cool. Um, I'm looking at them now. They're really great. Um, it seems like a good way. There seems like something that like the MLS will do in like four years but not for like the, the, you know, excitement of having all these, you know, or like two jerseys in one game, but just so you can fit more corporate branding, you know, you can put like, like the loons will have target on one, one side, they'll flip it over and have JD rocket mortgage on the other. (laughs) Um, But no, but no, the, um, the, it, it is cool that they did that. Um, and the jerseys look cool. I don't know how I feel about reversible stuff in general. Cause yeah, I, always... I haven't seen that. That's the first I've seen like of anything that's like reversible and just in general in clothing in like a very long time. I feel like that's like very like nineties thing that Ford Madison is bringing back. Like, so uh, Nike's been doing it a little bit here with just like various things. Um, and yeah, I just don't know how I feel about it. Cause like, I feel like one side is always a lot nicer and like and then the other side is a lot more tailored to be worn like touching your leg on the or like you know if it's shorts or something and like you know same with shirts I feel like there's always one side that's a lot nicer and then you flip it and the other side is like a lot more you know like supposed to be the inside of the shirt so it's just a lot more comfortable Mm -hmm. um but I I don't actually know how these jerseys turned out um but they, they do look really cool they uh, spotlighted the jersey in the uh, in the athletic this morning. 
and uh, COO of the Mingos, Connor Kaloya, kind of went through the process a little bit. And they actually had to send their art director, Cassidy Sibneski, to the production factory where they were getting these uh, made to make sure everything was going right. Because, I mean, doing a reversible jersey like that, it's really not been done, at least in soccer, from what I can recall. I think it's the first time it's ever been done, in, at least in U.S. soccer. So... Uh, they went through some great lengths to make sure they did it right. Um, I guess those who actually get it and buy it will be the only ones who really know, and the players obviously too, whether or not both sides are comfortable and how that works, but um, still pretty cool. Yeah, no, very cool. Rob Chapel from Madison 365, and I will break that down and all the latest Mingo's news Monday on the latest episode of Talking Flock. So make sure you're checking that out on your preferred podcast platform last thing before we get to this week's interview minnesota united 1-1 draw in dallas on saturday but they followed that up with a big 2-0 home win against austin fc on wednesday back in front of 19,000 plus at allianz it was like 19,280 people back in uh in the cathedral of soccer here in minnesota ethan that was fun uh, post loons was fun, even though I was doing it all by myself. All by myself. I didn't sing that at all during post. I, I probably Boo. should have, but, uh, 45 minute post game show solo. Uh, thanks to everybody who, uh, put some, uh, questions and comments in the chat, had plenty of those to keep me occupied. So, um, that was fun was the win as was post loon. So if you haven't checked that out, that's available in pod form and also on our YouTube channel. If you want to look at that. Um, and postings back this Saturday. This Saturday, late one, 10 p.m. Uh, is when uh, kickoff is for Minnesota United and Portland, out in Portland. Uh, there's a heat advisory there, evidently. So they had to move the kickoff back. So 10 p.m. Central time is when that game's kicking off. So post loons is going to be real late. I'm just going to say that. It's going to be It's going to be 10 minutes, just... A little, hopefully a little bit longer than you're that. just going to jump in there and be like this here's what happened goodbye um uh no that's uh no it'll, it'll be it'll be a good one though it'll be a late one though but uh feel free to check that out if you're still up late on saturday night all right let's get into this week's interview with mankato united of the wpsl their gm rustin ludke and forward dakota wendell were uh, gracious enough to join the show this week. Great conversation. Ethan and I will be back on the other side. Now joining the show are two representatives from Mankato United, currently second in the WPSL and one of the top teams in the Northern Division this season. It's GM Rustin Ludke and forward Dakota Wendell. Thank you both so much for joining the show this week. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to be here, Jeremy. Hey, well, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you guys about everything going on with Mankato United and the WPSL. But before we get into that, I just kind of want to get a general sense of your soccer background. So Dakota, if you want to go first, um, obviously, uh, being with Mankato United, you're also heavily involved with uh, Minnesota State as well, one of their graduate assistants. So how did you uh, end up at Minnesota State and with Mankato United? So I'm originally from Colorado. I grew up there, uh, went to high school there and everything, played club out there. And my coaches, well, former coaches at MSU here, just came out to a tournament and recruited me through there. And then I came to one of the ID camps um, here in Mankato. And just after that, met most of the team and the coaches, got to spend some time with them. And that just really felt like a good fit. I really liked all the girls and the coaches are really straight up guys. So um, that's how I got to Mankato. And then 
uh, through playing at in Mankato, our coaches are always talking about the summer opportunities that they would like everyone to seek out because it really helps develop people as players, Definitely. which it very much did so for me. Um, so after my sophomore year, I had played for a team up in the cities. And then fortunately, after my junior season, we had the team down here in Mankato. So less travel, which was nice. Yeah. And then it also allowed the opportunity for a lot more girls to stay in the summer um, and play for that team through Mankato, which is really helpful because then you can even further develop the playing style between the girls from MSU um, in those summer months. So that's pretty much how I got involved in all that. <laughs> Very cool. We'll get into kind of that continuity between Minnesota State and Mankato United in a minute. But uh, Rustin, I'll let you jump in here. Um, how did you get involved uh, you know, in Mankato United and kind of developing this, uh, this WPSL team uh, for the summer months? Yeah, we, um, so me personally, I've been involved with United for uh, many years, uh, either as a coach or, or helping with other teams. Uh, I also help coach uh, Mankato West as a, a goalkeeper coach and assistant varsity coach there. Um, but a couple of years ago, we really did notice that there were several players leaving Mankato and having to drive up to the Twin Cities to play. Um, and we thought, you know what, it, this would be a great place for a WPSL team. We could um, tie in really closely and, and tightly with uh, uh, Minnesota State and the Mavericks, as well as serve um, our own club and our own community. You know, we look at our current program and it's about half full of uh, Mavericks right now, uh, but there are actually 10 kids or 10 players, excuse me, that have uh, played in the Mankato United system or program at some point. So it's really Kind of a couple fold strategy where we're, we're trying to serve the needs of the local community not only at the college level but also take uh, and have a great program for ongoing training train at a high level play at a high level during the summer for those people that are coming back that were part of the, the club before um so they basically asked me uh because they knew i'm a soccer nut and i uh, said you know would, would you be willing to, to get this started for us um I have a sales and marketing background and uh and and again said just a soccer nut so uh, it was a logical fit uh, I volunteer a lot of time and a lot of that volunteer time is uh, really around soccer. So. Seems like the club itself is ran in, in a very professional way from the kickoff event you guys had at a local brewery that, that looked really awesome to the way that you guys broadcast your matches too. Um, is that sort of kind of a point of emphasis when you started this team? Like we want to do this. We don't want to just kind of do this halfway. We kind of want to go all in and make sure that it's a professional product that we're putting out. Absolutely. So 2019, I, I feel like we were kind of just figuring things out, right? It was our first year and, and uh, we had a very successful year on the pitch um, and we did some great things off the pitch too. Um, but we really in 2021 um, wanted to up our game. So um, we feel like we've upped our game in several different ways. Uh, the Bethany team helping us with the broadcast is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we have one of the best streams, live streams in the country in agree. that respect, um, we're, we uh, have upped our game for the player experience uh, with the pitch where we're getting to play. Uh, we also brought in a uh, full-time uh, mental, uh, mental conditioning and, and mental strength coach that has been available at every practice and every uh, game and, and can do just, you know, side interventions, do team events with us as well. Um, and then lastly, we uh, pretty excited. We just did um, something on Friday night to um, give back to our community. We raised uh, $567 for Backpack for Food program, which wow. is going to go to feed about 150 uh, kids over a weekend that just are in need. Um, so our, our team was excited to give back. So again, look for us hopefully next year. We're going to continue to up our game every year just a little bit and, and keep it on a real high level. 
Dakota, a lot of these clubs choose to really kind of focus solely on the developmental side of things, uh, which is which is understandable. But being in a club like this that really does try to kind of provide that community outreach and sort of put itself in a in a little bit of a more professional light. Um, what's that like to be part of that type of program and take the pitch for a team like that? Um, it's amazing. I'm huge into community outreach myself and um, having that as an emphasis is really helpful. And it, it really helps bring the community together as a whole because then you can get more fans out and then they're donating to a great cause. So it's really something I think a lot of the girls, like we try and do things like that at MSU as well, but it's nice to get the community as a whole involved. And I think a lot of the girls really enjoy it as well. We mentioned MSU, Minnesota State, quite a bit. Uh, a lot of Minnesota State players on the squad, as you mentioned, Rustin, half the squad comprised of Mavericks. Um, how much an advantage does that give uh, – you feel like that gives you on both fronts, Dakota, from that continuity, not only in WPSL, but also when you get back to campus and compete in the NSIC, you know, just the fact that you guys are not only playing together just in the fall and maybe doing some scrimmages in the spring, but it's really kind of a year-round thing where you guys are together playing on the pitch for both Mankato United and Minnesota State. Do you feel like it gives you an advantage on both fronts? I definitely do. It's really nice to be able to play with the same people all the time because you get used to their playing styles and vice versa. It's nice when we have these extra girls from other colleges coming to play for the club this summer and it's kind of cool to see everybody's different playing styles. You can pick up different things to kind of help develop your own playing style, um, but it definitely helps going into the fall season's from the summer season. And I, myself, when I was in my collegiate career, still found it very helpful to play during the summer months, especially with those other people from other schools, because it really helps give you um, kind of like the opportunity to see different ways people do, do different things. And you can bring that definitely back into the fall season for your different colleges. The 2021 season in the WPSL has been has been pretty competitive so far. Um, you guys currently sit t- second in the table behind Minnesota Thunder. Just give me kind of an overall feel, uh, Rustin, if you want to start, you know, coming off the layoff, getting back on the field. How do you feel this season's going, both from a team standpoint and from a league standpoint? Yeah, um, so we a little different approach this year because we had put the schedule together um, really in January and, and we're unsure of really what was going to happen with COVID and vaccinations and what might be all available. So we do have a condensed little shortened season um, where we only have eight games this year. Usually we would play between 10 and 12. We'd go play at a regionals and then we have the opportunity to play for nationals as well. So a little different season, but nonetheless, a really satisfying season. Um, Mm -hmm. I think players have gotten a lot out of it. I think uh, our fans, our coaches have gotten a lot out of it. And uh, we're, we're really trying to, make sure we are paying attention to what's happened in the spring as well with those programs. So mm-hmm. a lot of the, the teams had uh, a fairly happy spring because they didn't have much of a fall. Yeah. Um, so we've really concentrated on balancing that out, making sure that we're not overtraining, but we're still training at a level that's making us very competitive. Um, you know, we want to win our conference every year. That's our goal. Um, and so we're, we're playing at that level. Um, and as Dakota kind of mentioned earlier, it's, it's fun to get that balance of some Mavericks on the team, but then we'll bring in other division one and division three players that can kind of complement that. Um, and it's fun to watch that come together. You know, we train for about three or four weeks before we have a game and then, uh, try to gel that way. And, uh, just to see the different playing styles and, and mesh all that together so that we're not just playing like the Mavericks, right. We're playing like a different team, uh, is just, it's a great fun experience. So. And hey, the weather has really cooperated this year. No rain outs. So, <laughs> Dakota, obviously, 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dakota, obviously the spring season, you know, now playing in the summer and then going into the fall right away kind of has its challenges for some of these players. But do you feel at all, are you seeing, because from, from my vantage point, I'm seeing a very high quality of play in the WPSL this season so far from what I've been able to watch. Um, are you seeing that as well? And do you think having that spring season kind of right before this is kind of impacting the, you know, how, how fresh these these uh, these teams are and, and how kind of, uh, you know, in, in soccer shape, these teams are, um, you know, coming into the summer season, as opposed to maybe having a little bit of a layoff from that fall season. Yeah, I definitely think that the getting that more competitive edge in the spring here after everything kind of opened back up has been really helpful um, mm. for multiple players like myself. I hadn't played in like two years because I had gotten hurt and was recovering and everything. So I myself am not quite back into my regular soccer shape, but I definitely think that majority of the girls really, really benefited from coming back to that spring season and then carrying right over into the summer session. And then we'll have a little break and then they'll all be ready to go for the fall. Rustin, you mentioned some of the differences that uh, uh, that this season has caused in terms of condensed schedule. And we talked off air a little bit about some of the the different steps you guys are taking from a team standpoint to sort of make sure that that, you know, there's not there's not too much going on. And and these girls be able to be fresh for the fall season coming up after a spring season, after playing a summer season. Uh, Dakota, uh, what are you seeing kind of on the flip side of that in terms of, you know, these different uh, different approaches? That, that the team has taken in terms of making sure that, that we're, you know, you guys aren't getting overworked on the field or getting too many minutes as you head into a fall season. What has that been like? Has that been a challenge for some of these girls or, or for the team to kind of figure out how to approach these things? Or is that something you guys have sort of taken in stride? I think it's something we've taken in stride. And then I think it just comes from experience. So um, people, most people have played various summer club seasons in the past years. And I think through that and through spring seasons, through fall collegiate seasons, people kind of gauge where their bodies are at and know their own bodies enough to not overwork. Even if maybe we do have a bunch of practices, they kind of know themselves enough to be like, okay, I need to take a break for a second. And then that also goes to show that break we'll have in July, right before everybody uh, heads out to their collegiate um, experiences this fall it will really help because people know if they need, okay, maybe I'm not in the shape I need to be in and I need to do an extra little kick through that July month, or I'm feeling pretty good. I'm just going to kind of maintain and then make sure that they can pass their fitness tests and everything in the fall and then make sure their level of play is where it needs to be also. Rustin, what's it been like trying to strike that balance of making sure that, you know, these girls get enough time to keep that development and kind of stay in that, you know, soccer shape, as we mentioned for the fall, but also again, as we mentioned, not overworking and making sure they stay fresh. What's that, what's that sort of balance been like? Yeah. So we, we start the season with several goals. Uh, The first and primary goal is to send them back to their programs healthy. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a huge push for us. We don't, we don't want to overtrain and cause any injuries. Um, the second is to, to put them back into their programs for the fall and, and have them ready to compete and play at a higher level, hopefully, than what they came to us as. And at a minimum, hopefully, they've at least maintained their fitness and they've maintained that level of play. But hopefully, we've uh, taught them a few things, right, and, and given them a couple different ideas and exposed them to a few different things that maybe they just aren't getting at their college program year over year. Um real balance from us as well. So we understand uh, a lot of our players have internships during the summer. A lot of our players, this is their time to work is during the summer as 
well. So it's it's not even just only thinking about them as an athlete, but it's also kind of thinking about them as, you know, what, is, what are they going to do as they go past this and, and what experiences do they need to get? Um, so we've, we've tried to program or plug uh, people into programs and help them with internships, but we're real sensitive to that as well and making sure that they are able to get the experience that they need, uh, not just on the pitch, but also off the pitch and, and, and making sure it's not, it's not just about the athletes, but the individuals. Dakota, we kind of talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, the community outreach um, efforts that, that Mankato does, kind of putting more of an emphasis in, in community and, and kind of appealing to that community. What have you seen on the flip side of that, though, from the response of the Mankato community to Mankato <laughs> United? And uh, I don't know if you've maybe had any expectations coming in as to what, would that, what that would be like, but what have, just, have you seen from kind of the community embracing you guys as you guys kind of try to outreach that community? Yeah, I think it's been awesome. And I think Rustin has done a spectacular job in promoting our different events, especially last Friday where we raised all that money for the program there. Um, I So I think the community outreach or the outpouring of support towards us from the community when we've been giving back has been awesome. That we had, I probably think our most fans on Friday if I was just gauging it right by myself. But um, so yeah, I think it's been really nice. And just knowing different people in the community too. Everybody will be like, Oh, I, we saw you on the news or saw this on whatever social media. So it's been really good the way that people have been responding. They really support us and are like, Oh, we'll come out to a game or something like that. And then they actually come. So that's nice that we're at Bethany. It's really convenient location and everything. Yeah. So nice facility. So. And I have to say, you guys do an excellent job of making yourself accessible in that way too. Um, that, that's a huge portion of it. So, uh, you know, I have to applaud you guys for, uh, for doing that and doing that so well. Um, so as we look into the future here, uh, Rustin, I'll start with you. Kind of what do you see in the future for Mankato United as you kind of continue to grow that community imprint, you know, as, as the WPSL Northern Division kind of t- continues to grow in itself? Um, do you have any sort of uh, specific future goals? Uh, kind of what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, so like we mentioned earlier, I, for us, it's really about setting simple goals about up, upping the experience and upping our game every year. So we want to continue to be one of the most competitive teams within the conference, and we'll continue to recruit and continue to develop at that level that allows us to do that. Um, within the community, I mean, we, we are blessed, to be honest with you, that we are where we're at and we have the connections, we have the support um, from media, from other channels, um, other businesses um i mean we we have sponsors that other teams don't have that they're not getting that level of sponsorship or that it's really difficult to fight for some of those things and because we're so community-based we're getting a level of support that is just outstanding um so we haven't we don't necessarily have any specific goals because every year things change just a little bit you know our roster can change over every year uh you just never know what's going to come at you but so our our number one goal is Again, keep those players healthy, give them the right experience while they're here, um, and then just continue to up our game every year, you know, whether that's adding new social media events or adding different events, adding different things for the players that they can do while they're here so they can get more engaged in the community. Um, it's a real focus around that, but no, no specific goals just yet. We'll set those probably in January uh, of 2022. And Dakota, you've you know gone from player at Minnesota State to now a graduate assistant, also playing with Mankato United. What are your future goals as it pertains to soccer? Um, my future goals are pretty basic, I guess. I just want to play for the Mankato United team. That's um, as far as I expired my collegiate eligibility and everything like that. So this is my outlet now. This is kind of like 
my thing I'm going to be doing. Hopefully I'll just, I always joke that I'll keep playing till I like can't walk. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hopefully I have a job set up here in Mankato. So hopefully I will just keep playing whenever I can next summer, summer after and so on. So Dakota and I joke. Dakota and I joke. It's it's Mankato WPSL for life for Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so let's go on the flip side of that, Dakota. What are your uh, future goals off the field, kind of career wise? You know, what do you wanna what do you wanna do? So I actually just uh, received a conditional offer for through the city of Mankato in the police side of things. So oh, congrats. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. So that's my goal is just to start my career. Um, I don't know. I, I love Mankato ever since I've come here. So it seems like a great place to raise a family and kind of settle down. So as far as right now, that's the goal, but I'm super flexible. So I don't really know where I'll end up going, but hopefully it's here. They got you. They hooked you in and now yeah, you're stuck. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Rustin Ludke and Dakota Wendell from Mankato United. Thank you both so much. Rustin, before we go, if you just kind of want to let the people know where they can find Mankato United, where they can connect with you guys, um, that'd be great. Yeah, so our biggest outlet on social media is is Twitter. Um, that's that's where we're most traffic and and uh, most followers. So uh, at Mankato WPSL, uh, you'll be able to find us. We're also on Instagram. Um, we do a little bit on Facebook, but not a whole lot there. Um, and then you can go to Mankato United Soccer uh, com as well and and find the WPSL tab. Uh, that's where we keep our schedule and and also other updates and, and things that are going on as far as events. Awesome. Well, Rustin, Dakota, thank you both so much and uh, best of luck with everything moving forward. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Jeremy. Big thanks again to GM Rustin Ludkey and forward Dakota Wendell from Mankato United. Great club doing great things in the WPSL. Uh, go check them out. Their, uh, their live streams are awesome on uh, 11sports.com. Uh, so just go look them up there and uh, check out their, uh, their next live streams because, uh, you know, great team doing great things. Um, so let's check out what's on tap, though, in the world of lower league soccer in the NPSL North. Med City hosts Dakota Fusion at RCTC Stadium in Rochester tonight, Friday, for a 6.45 p.m. kickoff. And then on Saturday, two matches, Minneapolis City welcomes LC Aris to Ador Nelson Field, 6 p.m. kickoff there. And then Joy Athletic looking to get back on track after the loss to Dakota Fusion as they make the trip north to Duluth at Denfeld Stadium, kickoff there, 7 p.m. Big one on Wednesday in the NPSL North, though, as Duluth hosts Minneapolis City, kickoff 7 p.m. Then Med City makes the 80-mile trip from Rochester to Arcadia, Wisconsin, to take on El Sierras at Arcadia High School, 7 p.m. kickoff. And then Sioux Falls Thunder hosts Joy Athletic, 7 p.m. kickoff at McEnany Field there on Wednesday. Um, in the UPSL North, the final day of the regular season on Saturday, Vlora and Granite City square off at Richfield High School at 4 p.m. Dakota Young Stars travel to Osseo High School to take on FC Minneapolis, kick off there at 5. And then the nightcap, the final match of the UPSL North regular season, enter Minneapolis, welcome Brooklyn Knights to Bob Pate Stadium in Burnsville, kick off 7 p.m. I will be doing the play-by-play -play for their live stream. So pretty excited to do that one more time this year for Inter. In the WPSL, uh, we've already talked about Mankato Unit or talked to Mankato United, and uh, they have a few games coming up this over the course of this next week. Um, Friday, though, Maple Brook Fury travel to Moorhead. So tonight, uh, to Jim Goda Stadium to take on Dakota Fusion. That match set for a 5 p.m. kickoff. And then Salvo SC host Mankato United at Reynolds Field on the UNW St. Paul campus. 7 p.m. kickoff there. 
On Sunday, another home game for Salvo, this time against Fire SC 98. That one kicks off at 3. Same for Dakota Fusion as they host Mankato United. 5 p.m. kickoff at Jim Gota Stadium. And then Minnesota Thunder make the short trip to Maple Grove High School for their match with Maple Brook Fury. 7 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. Tuesday, Maple Brook hosts Dakota Fusion. That match actually not at Maple Grove High School. That's at Osseo High School. Kickoff at 6 p.m. And then on Wednesday, Minnesota Thunder and Rochester United square off at Academy of Holy Angels. 7.45 kick there. And then finally, WPASL, the Wapassel, on Sunday, doubleheader for Spartan FC as they take on Lobos at noon and Barron at 3 p.m., both at the Fields for Kids in Sparta. Ethan, are you going to play all 180 minutes there or what? Um, You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, whatever the team needs, I'm, I'm there and, and I'm excited uh, to be playing. Uh, it'll, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of soccer, but uh, it'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, for those who don't know, Ethan does play for Spartan FC there in the Wapassel. So that doubleheader. Uh, I, I want to get an update from you on, uh, you know, how you're feeling at about 6 p.m. on Sunday after two matches. Yeah, I'm my I'm guessing I'll be feeling good, you know, Yeah. ready for a third. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> like it's like pickup basketball when like you're the out of shape guy and they're like three games in and they're like, oh, let's run another one back. And you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, right. I'm gonna sit out this one. Oh, but we have a we have only we have an even number. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. I gotta go lift, guys. I gotta I gotta go lift. I, they're yeah, like, I wait, got, one I more, one thing. more. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, oh, sorry, guys. I gotta go. I gotta go. And yeah, then, like, exactly. And it's like, ah. Like, All right. And then uh, also on Sunday in Wapasso, Poskin Jets welcome Hayward Wolfpack to Burst Street Soccer Fields at 3:30 p.m. And then also at Burst Street Soccer Fields there in Barron at 6 p.m. It's FC Menemo and Eau Claire Bateau. Uh, no Ford Madison match this weekend. They have the weekend off before they get back at it against New England Revolution 2 again midweek next week. And then, like we mentioned, Minnesota United in Portland, Saturday late 1, 10 p.m. kickoff, and post loons will be live after that one. I mean, we'll be going live at what? Midnight, 12.15 after that one? So that'll be fun uh, either you way. You say we, like I'll be there. Well, you know, me and whoever else. Yeah, okay, okay. It's just like, it's or like, me, yeah, or maybe it's just me. It'll be me and the people. Maybe if me, it's me solo again, it'll be me and the people. You and the people. Nothing better than the people, though. Hey, did you see that uh, that overlay I created? The solo overlay I created for myself? No, I, I didn't see it. I was, I was pretty happy with it. You should go Let check me, it out. I'll go look at it. I'm, I'm going to get it right now. Yeah, I want to watch your live reaction before we get Okay, out. here we go. Scrolling, scrolling through. Okay. How do you like it? A very, very positive, upbeat. Did you hear yourself? I did hear um, myself. That was weird. All right, let's let's break it down a little bit here. Um, well, we don't use that font anymore. Um, I just had to find a font that wasn't because I took it from the talk and flock overlay, and I didn't want to use the same font, so I literally just found the next font I could find that. One. Okay, so uh, we don't use that font anymore. Um, that that is our blue though. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know, Jeremy. I had like, to make it, room for both the Ninth Street and Post Loons logos. That's why I put the little circles in the bottom corners. Well, so I, I like the circles, but the Post Loons logo doesn't really fit there that well. And then the Ninth Street, like, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't, uh, like, the bend of that circle isn't doesn't match the bend of the overlay circle. So it just looks off-centered. Thank you for the so, feedback. 
Um, so well, so that's my take. Also, your background's super dark. Maybe turn some lights on next time. Well, I want to make sure I had the lights on in front of me so people could see my, you know, my smiling face. You do really worried about what was behind me. I I've never. You look like a like an airline pilot or something like. uh, Hello. um, Oh, because I got the little uh, little thing thing on. Yeah. Yeah. Little headset. Hello. uh, Or what what is an airline like? Welcome back. Hello, passengers. We're. yeah, right on time yeah. for our departure here to uh, Portland. Uh, we're expecting about uh, 25 mile an hour winds, uh, so things may be a little bit, uh, a little bit bumpy. So just brace for that. Um, and we're uh, just, other than that, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. How'd I do? Yeah, that was pretty good. That Thank was you. Um, appreciate it. Uh, so what? I like, I like when airline pilots come on though, and they're yeah, like you got the down they always mm-hmm. ah, ah, like they always make a lot of breathing into the mic it's like okay um but i like when they're like oh we'll be getting pushed off here uh on the tarmac a little bit late uh but uh you know expect with some tailwinds we'll be able to land about uh no we'll be able to make up the time yeah about 25 minutes early and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah we're pushing off a half hour late but we're gonna lay it a half hour early I, I love that because it, it does it makes you like like this guy's working for me yeah like, this exactly. guy's um you know what i i should have said instead of albert i feel like i see albuquerque in airport uh like when you look at the list of all the flights and where the yeah. gates are i feel like i see albuquerque so much like Do you know they not... have like flights from minneapolis to rochester yeah, those ones What's are the like points. The regional ones are weird. Like, okay, yeah, we're gonna get like five thousand feet off the ground. They're actually gonna, we're actually gonna take a seaplane, and it's gonna take twenty minutes. I um, I've flown from Milwaukee to Minneapolis, and I I think it's under an hour. Yeah, um, I flew from Minneapolis to St. Louis, and that was like an hour and twenty minutes. But. That that one feels like that probably felt like a good flight because like yeah I'm, oh, no you know, that, like that's like yeah like you're you're getting yeah. up there and like you're at like full you know you're at thirty thousand feet for a while so uh but yeah I don't like, know you probably like you got drinks on that flight right oh yeah coffee yeah 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 water like I think yeah. the the flights where they don't even bother bringing out drinks that's how you know it's yeah they don't even have anything for beverages probably on that minneapolis to rochester plane like that plane probably doesn't even have enough room for food and beverages i you know i actually did minneapolis to duluth once no that's like a three and a half hour drive though or i guess a three hour drive so that's at least you know you're in the air for 45 minutes at least probably on that one but like rochester's like an hour and a half from here (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's that is a weird flight that's interesting Anyways. you know I, I see a lot of flights to pittsburgh too when you look at the when you look at the board i yeah. feel like i see pittsburgh like crazy it's like how many people are going to pittsburgh might be a business thing you know it might be a, a popular like connecting place to go other yeah um, but it's I'm, just, I'm just yeah. i have no desire to ever go to pittsburgh right i heard pittsburgh's pretty sweet actually I heard it's oh like, really? Am I, yeah. am I wrong? I heard it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's literally called Pittsburgh, so you're gonna think it's the pits, but uh, I, heard awesome. it's, I heard it's fun. 
Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, lending us your ears. We appreciate it. Thank you, Stimulus Athletic. Thank you, Night Street Soccer and Coffee. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, probably will be a shorter episode considering the 4th of July weekend. I personally will be on vacation most of the end of the week. So we're c- going to try to get a lot of the production stuff done um, in the beginning of the week. So we may not have like up-to-date schedules or things like that, uh, You know, games that are happening. But we will have content for you. Like I said, interview with Caden Bergman from Wapassel, the president of Wapassel and Hayward Wolfpack. That'll be on tap next week, along with some other fun stuff. So, Ethan, thank you as always. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for having me back. Everyone, thank you for, you know, tuning in and uh, have a good weekend. See ya. See ya.